This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And if you were with us throughout last week, you'll recall that we spoke about Hanukkah. The Feast of Dedication. And we both would like to bless all of our witness, all of our listeners to have a blessed Hanukkah. Amen. It's the story of the Maccabees cleansing the temple and rededicating it. And this happened in between the Old and the New Testaments. But it's historical. It's not one of the appointed times of the Lord. But it's a great encouragement as we spoke last week. It's written in the Apocrypha, and it's historically true, but it was not canonized. So it's not in the Bibles that born-again believers who are not Catholic read. Right. It's in 1st and 2nd Maccabees. So we want to pick up on the theme of dedication, giving biblical examples, and applying dedication to our own lives today in two specific areas. So there's a a real personal application if we can get hold of this incredible subject. First, for definition's sake, the word dedicate or dedication appears about 40 times in Scripture. There are a number of Hebrew words that could be translated into the following, of course, dedication. It means discipline, to inaugurate, to train up, to consecrate, to observe, to cleanse, to keep holy, to purify, and to sanctify. And in the Greek, the word means, very simply, to renew. So it's a very important word, Junie, not just for Hanukkah, but for our lives as believers. And Hanukkah is, in Hebrew, dedication. That's right. So it's called the Feast of Dedication, and during this time, It's a wonderful thing to remember who we should be dedicated to and who uh, the Lord is. Right, Shelley? Amen. Amen, sister. All right, so let's look at some examples, and you'll see the wide scope of dedication. For example, in 2 Samuel 8, verse 11, King David dedicate those to the Lord with silver and gold that he had dedicated from all the nations which he had subdued. In other words, he took the spoils, which included silver and gold, and dedicated them. 
as something consecrated unto the Lord. We see in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 63, Solomon offered for the sacrifice of peace offerings which he offered to the Lord, 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the sons of Israel dedicated all this to the house of the Lord. When you look in the book of Nehemiah, we see that he dedicated the wall that was rebuilt in Jerusalem. And in Numbers, the altar of the Lord was dedicated. And Isn't of course, it amazing, Shelley? Yeah. The wall still stands today. <laughs> That's right, really. And of course, parents usually take a newborn baby, bring it into the church, and dedicate the new birth. And actually, if we are truly born-again believers, Junie, our lives... Everything about our lives should be dedicated and consecrated to the Lord. All right, we want to turn now to Isaiah chapter 6 as we begin to transition into the specific areas of our lives that need to be dedicated. Uh, Isaiah 6 is a very incredible portion of Scripture, and I would suggest, we're not going to do it here, but I encourage you all to read Isaiah chapter 5, because you shall see the condition that Israel was in at the time. All right, um, let me see, where are we going to go? If we read Isaiah 5, you'll get a sense, again, as I say, where the, the nation of Israel was. But now I want to turn with you to Isaiah 6 and look at verses 9 and 10. Isaiah 6, verses 9 and 10. It says, Render the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull and their eyes dim, lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. We see this is a judgment upon Israel for their condition. They had eyes, but they could not see. They could not hear and they didn't perceive what they were hearing. And they couldn't see, so they couldn't understand. And we see the reason for this was that their hearts were insensitive. And I want to point out, Junie, which is one of, I think, the things we need to get across this week. It's, we have eyes, but we cannot see. We have ears, but cannot hear. And the key to, to spiritual eyesight and spiritual hearing is the condition of our hearts. And it's important to also say, Shelley, that this was specifically and is specifically concerning Israel as a nation. Yes. But it also concerns the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, because we're warned, aren't we, in the book of Hebrews? Yes, let's look at that. It was written to the Jewish people, but it's also written to the Jews and Gentiles who are of the body of Messiah, the body of Christ. Really, and and the word says everything written in the Hebrew scriptures were our instructions, so there's so much to learn. But here's the admonition to all of us from Hebrews 4. Take care, brethren, lest there should be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart. You see, there it is, in 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 falling away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, lest any one of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ, if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end, while it is said, Today... 
If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoke me. Powerful, June. Very powerful, Shelley, because a lot of listeners might not even be believers. You might not believe that Jesus is the Messiah for the uh, Jews and the Savior of the world. And in Hebrews, the the writer wrote, beware if you have an evil, unbelieving heart. And why that's so important, Shelley, is for our listeners who are believers from a Jewish background or a Gentile background, God gives us a new heart that's made of flesh and is pliable and is not like stone. And we are warned in the book of Hebrews, if we hear his voice, not to harden our hearts and not to be as unbelieving Israel was during the day of Isaiah And to this day, there's an unbelieving Israel. And you and I are so blessed to know Yeshua, Jesus, as the Son of God. He took the blinders off our eyes and allowed us to hear. And gave us a new heart, Shelley. Really, and here's a key thing, Junie. Do we realize the impact on our lives by what we see and what we hear? These are two things in our lives that absorb things that we see and hear, and that will affect everything. So these two are the ingredients that we're talking about that we need to dedicate our eyes and our ears to the Lord so we can understand and not harden our hearts. And in Hebrew, the word for hear is shema. That's right. But in English, heart has ear in between the H and the T. Mm. So if our hearts are one with God, he gives us an ear to hear. And you know, Shelley, he listens to us. When we cry out to him, he hears us. Amen, amen, And he cares about us. And I just say to every listener this season, this unprecedented year that we're living in, God sees, God hears, and God cares. So as you say, Junie, this was a judgment against Israel, but we could learn so much, and we need to understand um, that this characteristic of Israel was spoken many times. For example, we read in the New Testament, John chapter 12, verse 40, God has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they see with their eyes and perceive with the heart and be be converted, and I will heal them. And this is what will ultimately happen at the end of this age, when the church comes to its fullness and the word, the promise of God is, and all Israel shall be saved. We read the same basic thing in Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 21. Hear this, O foolish and senseless people, who have eyes but see not, who have ears but hear not. We see it in Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 2. Son of man, you live in the midst of the rebellious house, who have eyes to see but do not see, ears to hear but do not hear, for they are a rebellious house. 
See what's powerful. Actually, one more in Romans. Romans 11, chapter 8. We see the reason for this. Paul quotes Isaiah 6, and he says that God gave them a spirit of stupor, S-T-U-P-O-R, eyes to see not and ears to hear not. Wow. And you know, Shelley, as you were reading that, I had the thought, may every Christian who is listening have a burden to pray for the salvation of our people because the salvation of unbelieving Israel has all to do with the return of the Lord. That's right. So uh, we'll probably stop here, Junie, and go on with this to point out um, the significance of proper seeing. I guess I could say it this way. There's seeing and then there's seeing. There's hearing and then there's hearing. And we need to see by the Spirit, hear by the Spirit, so our hearts do not harden. And of course, there's such a deep relationship between our heart, our seeing, and our hearing. And I pray that this week will be uh, critical to every one of our listeners, as well as us, that we will have spiritual eyes and spiritual ears to serve our living God. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for who you are. And you have so much more for us, and we have to come out of our old ways of yes, living. Yes, Lord. Because your word says we have been made new creatures. Yes, turn new, from new, our evil new ways eyes to you, and new Lord. New ears to be a servant of you. We pray this in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.